Tribe Talk. Tribe Talk is a podcast created to help elevate your life through real talk, true stories, and great debates with some fun sprinkled in. We dive into all things health and wellness to expand your knowledge and guide you towards living your healthiest, happiest life. Welcome to episode one of Tribe Talk podcast. I am Sam. And I'm Emily, and we are your tribe leaders. So today's first episode is all about getting to know us. So if you haven't heard about the tribe yet, where have you been? The tribe is our online health and wellness membership site and community, and it focuses on Pilates, meditation, healthy food recipes, and personal development. And also coming soon will be Kundalini Yoga, because I am starting to train in October. It's going to be good. (laughs) Yeah. So if you guys want to hear more about us, head over to www.thetribe.online and check us out, see what we're about. So, Miss Samantha, this is Hi. your part now. <laughs> under pressure (laughs) yeah exactly so a bit of backstory for you um sam and i actually met online um it could sound like the start of some kind of scary dating (laughs) experience (laughs) but actually luckily it all turned out pretty well i'd say we uh we set the tribe up in may this year 2018 um but we had been talking since the year before, talking about all the things we loved. And even though Sam lives up in Scotland, if you didn't guess, uh, <laughs> with, the, uh, with the accent, uh, we just clicked. It was crazy. Yeah, it um, was. I mean, I mean we met a Facebook group as well, which yeah. was amazing. Yeah, the first time we met was actually when Sam came to visit me and she came to yeah. stay. That could have been really weird if we hadn't gone. Yeah, we hadn't even met each other in real life. We we met each other, we spoke a few times online and we just thought, let's jump on a call and chat. And then through that one call, we were like, yeah, let's start a business together, yeah. <laughs> which some people find crazy. <laughs> yeah. We just clicked. Yeah. And also you, you coming to stay at my house and I, I have yeah. a one bed, one bed house. <laughs> it would be really weird if we didn't get on. I know. There's nowhere to hide. Yeah. Everybody's just like, you're, you're going to meet somebody you've never met before. And I'm like, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be great. Yeah. It'll be great. And it was. So. Yeah. It didn't feel like we didn't know each other and we hadn't met before. It just felt natural. We had yeah. so much fun. Yeah. And I mean, Sam came to my wedding this year and all of my family were like, it feels like you've known her forever. I was like, you know. <laughs> Never getting rid of me. <laughs> no. So uh, I want to know who uh-huh. is Sam? That's my first question for you. So for people that don't know you, how would you describe yourself? What do you do? So I am an entrepreneur. I have I guess, well, firstly, I'm a 30-year-old woman. Um, What I love is, I love what I do. Like, my kind of world has just changed in the past year and a half, really, um, since last December. 
um before I was like working a job I was super stressed out all the time I was suffering from loads of illnesses and you know I was in a really tough place in my life I was like really depressed had bad anxiety um and I was just really struggling and I decided to kind of go on this personal development journey um and I just read all the books or listened to all the podcasts like I just kind of it was funny actually how this all happened I think this is like a really great story to tell because um it kind of emphasizes the power of certain intentions so on the 31st of December 2016 I said to my husband we were out for dinner and I said right this is going to be the year that everything changes because I was in this really bad place I was like I want to quit my job I want to heal from kind of all these issues I had going on I just want to like feel so much better this and I was like by this time next year I'm setting this intention right now and by this time next year it'll be completely different and all these things just started falling into place like people were coming into my life that were then leading me on to other people that I was discovering and like coaches and like just all these different people started falling into my life and it really set me on this path of um, personal development working on my mindset I'd already been working a lot um, with my health and kind of what I was putting into my body um, to, to help me with the illnesses I was suffering from I'd been diagnosed with Crohn's disease um, which at that point was actually quite under control because I'd been controlling it with diet um, but what was really bad at that point was the fibromyalgia I was suffering from. So, yeah, so I kind of went on this big journey and overhauled my life. And by the next again, New Year's, so the one that's just passed, I had, I was now working for myself and my businesses. I was feeling so much better, like my illnesses had cleared up and it was just a complete change. So from that person I was then to the person I am now is just, so different and then there's still so much stuff I'm working on within myself but I'm just like such a happier person more chilled out <laughs> it was such a stress head before and now I'm just like quite chilled um so yeah I have the tribe as like my my favorite kind of part of my business in my life which me and Emily are obviously growing at the moment um, and that now that I'm going to be doing my yoga, Kundalini yoga teacher training, I'm just so, so, so excited to to start that and to be able to share it with more people because not a lot of people know about Kundalini yoga and what it is. So that can be a conversation for another podcast. But Yeah, because um, you need um, to fill me in properly on yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm telling people they're like I don't even know what that is but it's just it's so powerful so I cannot wait to dive in more talk more about it um so yeah that's kind of where I'm at now I also have another business which is my kind of bigger business at the moment and that's what allowed me to be able to quit my job last year I have an Etsy store where I make um, bridal accessories so um but you know I'm working towards the balance of what my bigger business is kind of changing and the tribe becoming my main kind of place because that's where my heart lies. So you always want to do what what lights you up the most. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Yeah, I it's love hard Edinburgh. To <laughs> it's hard to say there's so much stuff about me. 
Yeah. Got your life in a nutshell for me. Come on. I live in Edinburgh with my husband and my two bunnies, who are my children. I love them so much. And yeah, we're planning to move soon. We want to move further down south. Um, I've got family down there, and I am actually English. Not that anybody ever believes me, no. <laughs> because I do not sound it, but I am. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that's me at the moment, and where I'm at with life, and yeah. Yeah, I think, as I said, I think it's hard to put your life in a nutshell, but yeah. at the same time, like, I, I think you are one of the most positive people I've ever met, which is possibly why we clicked. Because um, <laughs> you, you, and also you worked so hard. Honestly, yeah. I've never <laughs> met anybody that works so hard. Every time <laughs> we talk, I feel awful because I'm like oh man like I thought I was stressed out Sam's got like 30 orders to do and then she's doing this and then she's gonna go to the kundalini yoga and then she's got this to do and then she's going for a walk I was like oh my god like I get tired about your day yeah I mean as at the moment it, it is a lot and you know I rarely have days off which I know is not it's not what like my ultimate goal to be working every single day but at the same time like I love what I do so it's not like I'm like feel like work. super stressed about it exactly when when I did work at a job um at the job I was at and I was sometimes working six day weeks and then on my one day off I was trying to work on my business on that day so I wasn't having time off and that's when I wasn't a really positive person at that point you know I was I was so stressed out because six out of seven days I was doing stuff I didn't like like I didn't love and it wasn't like a me up and that was what was making me stressed and it has been a journey to become a more positive person but yeah it's it's tough and it's there's a lot there's always something to do but I'm just so happy <laughs> with yeah, it all I, I, mean, I think as well um it must be quite refreshing to come from a place where, you know, with your fibromyalgia and, and, and being, you know, exhausted all the time, it must be quite refreshing yeah. to actually have this energy that you can put into something that you love. Yeah. Just being like, shattered all the time. Yeah. Because that, that was the, one of the biggest, besides the pain, the fatigue was the hardest part of it because it was, a battle to get for the days I would be at work trying to work and my eyelids were like fighting with me they were like just let me close and sometimes I would actually be sat at my desk and just sit there and be like okay I'm just gonna close them I'm gonna close them for 10 seconds and then I can work more and I would actually just sit with my eyes shut and then open them and be like right I can get through like maybe like 20 more minutes and then I'll close them again and I just had to play like these little games with myself to like get myself through the day and then I would at the end of the working day I would then walk home most nights which I was so so tired doing but that walk as like that's that's when I really fell in love with like exercising because that walk would almost like refresh me and then I would at that point in my life I started doing CrossFit and that even though you know I'd do the walk I'd get home and then I was like right okay I'm feeling tired again but I'm gonna go to CrossFit I was a two minute walk from my house which was really handy and I would go and again I would just energize me and that's kind of at that point I, I got into yoga at that point as well actually which really helped with the fibromyalgia and give me energy whereas now that I mean that again that does give me energy but sometimes during the day I'll, I'll kind of hit a point where I've just like I've worked out I've done all this but I've worked for like eight hours and then I kind of 
sometimes hit this wall and like right I feel like I should go for a nap but I don't have time to nap so you know I'll do like I'll do like a 15 minute like kundalini thing which is there's so many um like breathing techniques and parts of it that can really energize you so I'll go and do that and I'll go and like take like a matcha shot or something (laughs) just give me all the things to just give me another hit of energy to get me through the rest of the day because it is non-stop yeah yeah I bet so (laughs) you know you you set those intentions for uh that year to be better yeah that part of what really helped was the combination of you know changing your your eating habits and um your exercise as well following something that lit you up do you reckon those yeah. were three tiers of it yeah I think the for that year because at that up until that point I had really changed my eating habits I was a, I was vegetarian at that point I'm now vegan so I think again that has helped a bit more but my eating habits had probably for about I'm trying to think maybe like two to three years prior to that I'd really like changed I was eating way more plants and you know like a really healthier diet because before that like I'd never been taught when I was younger how to cook and I moved out of home at 18 and I was like okay I'm living off packet macro like that packet cheesy pasta and you know like spaghetti hoops on toast and you know things like that that I I, didn't diet yeah I shouldn't diet I lived off that for so long because I just I just wasn't educated on how to feed myself properly so then I started to learn and I do feel because you know that's when I got Crohn's disease and also like my best friend was diagnosed with cancer so we were really like I was just googling for days like constantly on google like what diets to have like how to heal you know for healing so that had started before then and you know, I also changed things in my environment, like all the products I was using. I really started to look at what was going on in my body because your skin is your largest organ and anything you put on your skin goes into your body. And with a lot of the research I'd done, like with fibromyalgia, it was saying that, you know, the chemicals could could be, they, they don't really know what causes yeah. it. There's all these things. So I was like, I'm just going to everything I research and can find out I'm going to change as much as possible and just see what works so I changed like all my like makeup and deodorant like anything that went on me I changed to like natural ingredient products so up until that point that year then you know I was still obviously suffering from it but I think from that year the biggest singular thing was changing my mindset around it all so I'd always, like, every time I got diagnosed with something new, when they told me and they they said, you know, it's incurable, I always at that point thought, no, I, I, like, I'm not going to have this forever. Like, I always, always had that belief. But then when I was in my days and I was suffering with the pain and everything, um, I still believed it wouldn't be forever. But I, I kind of succumbed to it. Like I was, I would just sit there and be like, oh, like in my head, I was probably saying things like, you know, I I'm, I'm just so sore. This pain is so bad. Like, and that was going on a cycle, and it was really getting me down. And then I wasn't living, like, being in the job I was being in, and being in that job I was in was making the pain worse just with the things that I was doing and because I was sat down most of the day when you're in pain like that you really want to be moving around, like because when you sit, it makes you stiffer and it makes you sore. 
So everything I was feeding into my mind throughout my days, you know, I was working long hours and long days. So it was constant, was all this negative talk, which was just fueling it. So when I came into this year, when I set my intention and everything was going to change and, you know, I was building up my business and I started to learn more about the power of your mind and, you know, what you're kind of feeding into is either feeding them more into whatever it is you're manifesting into your life. So I started to change that. And I'd be like, at work, anytime I got a pain, I would play this game with myself. And I was like, right, I'm going to zap it, zap. And I would like, wherever the pain was, it was like, my hands were the worst. So it was in my finger. And I was like, right, zap. I'm like zapping it. Like, I just imagine I had like a kind of laser gun and I was like zapping the pain away. And I was like, right, that's pain gone. The pain's gone. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling fine. Um, And then I started to become like grateful for being in that job because I'm like, this is helping me build my business. And this is helping me get away from doing this and to be able to do what I actually want to do instead of being in that job and thinking I hate being here I'm so unhappy you know Mm. that that way of thinking wasn't working out so I was like I'm just gonna change the way of thinking and see what what happens so yeah I definitely think the whole mindset aspect of it was the bit I had been missing up until then and that just changed them changed Mm. the game so I've got four quick questions for you. Okay. Um, so number one is, what is your favorite food? I think I know this one, but. Do you? Um, my favorite food, I think, would be Almighty Nut Butter Cashew Caramello. Because yeah, you are going to say it. Is that what you need <laughs> to say? Oh my gosh, I was at um, a vegan festival last weekend. And I took one of my neighbours and I think Kirsty and Almighty Foods had a stall there. And I was like, I think I shrieked out loud when I seen it. And they had all their nut butters. They've got about six flavours all lined up. And I was like, oh, you need to come and try these. And oh my gosh, it's just a dream. It just makes me so happy. If I, if I could live off on food, it would be that. And I try not to buy it as often because I literally can eat the whole jar. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> And I let Emily try it. She knows how good it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sam makes this incredible chocolate from it, which um, is one of the tribe recipes. And um, she... I don't she actually think we've put it up yet. No, but it, you, it it's in the plans, isn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. She made it for me and my husband. And oh my God, it's insane. <laughs> so, <laughs> I understand the appreciation for this thing. Yeah, it's worth <laughs> Um, all right then what is your favorite act of self-care my favorite act of self-care would be either I love baths I love having a relaxing bath which I know Emily hates (laughs) 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 but I just love a salt Epsom salt bath with lavender essential oils um, a nice book a nice candle I always take like my crystals into the bath as well and I like cover myself in some essential oils and just like chill out I love heat so I have my bath, I just run it pure hot water, which I, I don't know why, but I can really withstand the hottest <laughs> of hot water, which David, my husband, thinks is insane. But I just love like sitting in the heat, <laughs> which is, I know it's weird, but <laughs> I love it. I was going to guess baths as well. <laughs> yeah, I'd say baths or going to the beach. We live quite near to the beach. Um, and if we've like had to, like a really stressful day like the other week, we were like David had had a bad day I'd had a bad day and we were like let's just go to the beach and I just like to just sit and listen to the waves and just I just find it so relaxing 
Mm. There's something about water that's really like calming. Yeah. I mean, this I don't know what it's like up, up by you, but it was pouring down here. Yeah. And um, I was teaching this morning in the studio and everybody kind of came in and was like, oh, it's awful. It's horrible weather. But actually, once we got into it, into kind of the, into our Pilates practice, by the end, everyone was so chill because you could just hear the rain falling on the roof. Yeah. It was just so nice. So, and you know, it's not fun to be in it as such, but it's so, it's so refreshing having it's that. It's really soothing. Yeah. yeah. I love it. So, uh, what is your biggest pet peeve? Um, I think one thing that actually really annoys me is when you're having a conversation with somebody, this, I used to have more people in my life who'd done this and it really annoyed me. You're having a conversation and you're telling them about something that you're like super excited about and they just seem like they're not listening to you and they cut you off. <laughs> Makes me so angry. <laughs> That's probably it though. Like nothing else really irritates me too much. I don't think. Mm, you're quite chill. Yeah. I am. <laughs> I didn't used to be. I, talk, talk to me five, five years ago, me, and I would have had a big list for you. <laughs> yeah, well, this, this is number one. <laughs> I think that's the only one I have at the moment. <laughs> okay, and last question for you then. What would you say is your worst habit? I should have asked David this first, really. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what David will say <laughs> because this drives him insane as I don't close things, like I don't put lids on things properly. <laughs> so things always spill. Like last week he spilled my face oil all over the bathroom because he knocked it and I hadn't put the lids on. And he just goes mad. I spilled a jar of mayonnaise in my bag or veganaise in my bag the other week. Um, and you I leave like drawers open and stuff. I'm just going to tell you that. So we've got an open plan living room kitchen. And I swear, I don't do this on purpose. It's like a subconscious thing and it drives him crazy. <laughs> you can see our kitchen cupboards when we're sat on the sofa. So I'll make dinner and we'll sit over and then he just shakes his head and he points. And I always leave this one cupboard door open and I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> He's like, why? Why do you leave it open? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, I think that is my worst habit, like leaving things open. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not that bad. I mean, in the grand yeah. scheme of bad oh. And, it, and Emily will probably say my other bad habit is um, oh, the notifications. I can't <laughs> cope with it. I just can't. I mean, I can't wait for you to move down south, but we're seriously going to have to address this. Sam is the kind of uh, woman who, on her phone, she will have, like, I, what was uh, the number scares me to even say. I think of, I'm about at 60,000 emails. Uh, 60,000 unread emails on her phone. Now, I don't know if this is just me, but if I have one notification on my phone, doesn't matter what it is, whether it's an app I look at much or if it's my emails or if it's, you know, anything at all, I have to get rid of it. I have to open it. I have to get rid of the notification and close it down again. And I thought Alan, my husband, was bad because he'll get to like 10 before I get I get on his phone, <laughs> get rid of his notifications. But when we, Sam and I first started like chatting and things, I'd, I'd send her an email and then I'd be like, oh, have you, uh, you seen my email? And she'd be like, no. <laughs> and I didn't, I was like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe her emails aren't that organized because I'm, I'm pretty organized with my emails. I didn't realize until she came down that she's got like 60,000 emails on her phone. It's like, no wonder that you don't get my emails. 
I'm no. not emailing you anymore. <laughs> I just feel and, like I've gone past the point of no return. Oh, like, no, I can't. I will really just take you to your own. I would I love to get you. You would, I would take you days. <laughs> I do it because it annoys me so much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it just doesn't affect my life in any way. <laughs> just like you talk about it or I see it. And I'm like, I can't deal with this. <laughs> Yeah. Oh dear. Oh right. Well, that is your little. That's your little intro, Sam. Thanks. Um, hope you've learned something exciting about me. <laughs> okay, so it's your your turn, Emily. So I'm in the um, Your turn. So my first question to you is the same you asked me. So what is your story? Well, bit of a background, who is Emily and what are you all about? In a nutshell, oof, right. Okay, so um, I'm Emily, as you already know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am a Pilates teacher. Um, I'm obviously one half of the tribe leaders. And I am also, as of this year, a self-published author as well, Yay. which is quite Yay. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So basically I, I, I grew up always wanting to be an actress and I, I spent my life kind of working towards that. I was always the, like, you know, the loud, annoying child that would be like singing the loudest and, and that kind of thing. Um, and, uh, you know, went, went through life, went to, uh, try and get to, drama school and things like that um but about the age well my food issues started probably when I was you know as young as kind of 12 13 when I realized that I didn't fit in to people around me so I'm quite short um I'm I'm still ginger I was ginger back then too uh <laughs> couldn't couldn't like I needed glasses that kind of thing so I, I was quite an easy target um but I also saw in myself that I really didn't fit in with any of my friends around me so I started to use food as a way to control the way I looked because I thought that if I looked differently maybe people would like me more um and you know thing like many many things happened I won't tell you all of it because otherwise no one will buy my book um (laughs) (laughs) but by uh the age of 21 um things had really spiraled and I was given you know couple of months to live basically um I'd had an eating disorder for years and years and years and it got to the point where my body had basically started to give up on me um so at this at this age I um I'd already done kind of my foundation degree at uni in performing arts I'd got into one of the best drama schools in the UK um and I ended up having to leave because my body was just not working. And so I kind of went into recovery and my life took this completely different turn. Um, and I went through that. I, I had really bad depression and just really terrible self-esteem issues. Um, and during treatment and during kind of recovery, I found Pilates and I loved it because it wasn't about what I could do or in the case when I started what my body couldn't do it was really just 
kind of checking in with my body and like realizing what my body could do. I wasn't competing against anybody anymore. I wasn't comparing myself to anybody. It was just me and the mat. And I really liked that. I, I just loved it so much. So I thought, you know what, actually, I'm going to, I want to teach this, you know, like, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm ready to go back to drama school. Um, although I did go back and finish my degree in Gloucester. Um, I was also training to be a personal trainer and a Pilates teacher at the same time. So I really put everything into it. Um, and I loved it, but you know, you know, 22, 23 ish, I, w I had no idea about business, you know, and yeah. I was thinking, how, how am I going to do something that I love for a job? Like, I can't do that because, you know, I, I was, I didn't really understand my worth still. I didn't, I didn't think that I deserved to be able to live off doing something I enjoyed. So I went into the corporate world as everybody comes <laughs> when they think that they need to grow up a little bit. Um, and I started, you know, I had, I had a, a couple of jobs. One of them was great. Um, and I started climbing up the corporate ladder, but I just wasn't happy. I was teaching in the evenings, a little bit like, like you, Sam. Um, I was teaching in the evenings and I loved it. That was the only part of my day I really enjoyed. But in the day I just felt rubbish and I kept thinking oh it's because I'm not making enough money it's because I haven't got enough responsibility it's because you know this job isn't right for me so then I'd get a promotion or I'd move jobs and it ended up um, a couple of years ago um, when I had uh, I, I basically just had awful anxiety so I was really annoyed for one because you know, I'd worked so hard to get my mental health, you know, up to a livable with standard, you know, I'd worked really hard on, on being able to overcome my eating disorder, but it got to the stage where I was so anxious and I was so miserable that I was just having panic attacks. Like I'd go to, I'd, I'd go to work having a panic attack. I'd end up, you know, really, really stressed all the time um and it used to really bug me because at that point I'd met Alan and you know we'd moved in together and actually if you looked on the outside my life was great but inside I knew that I wasn't happy and I knew it wasn't you know because of you know the the, the guy I was with like it was pretty clear to me that Alan was the person that I was meant to be with he was my lobster um <laughs> but uh it's it was it was because I wasn't doing what filled me up and what yeah. lit me up and my whole body was trying to tell me you know you're not doing you're not doing what you're meant to be doing um so we had a wedding to plan by this time but I kind of said to Alan you're either going to have a happy bride who hasn't really got that much money or you're going to have an unhappy bride that has, you know, a little bit more money. And I just decided, you know, he, he supported me. I decided to quit my job and start really putting everything into teaching Pilates. And, you know, I've, I've been doing it 
<laughs> I haven't had to go back to the workplace. I don't think I even could now. Um, no. I've got a little, yeah. I've got a little studio in my back garden, which I teach from. Um, I teach all around Cheltenham, which is where I'm from. And also, obviously, meeting Sam, it was that opportunity to spread you know, my, my thoughts on, you know, people's relationships with food, um, a lot about eating psychology, um, as well as, you know, being able to share something I love so much, which is my Pilates. Um, and it's so refreshing to be able to do that to loads of people, you know, it doesn't matter where they are, whether they're in America or, you know, Scotland or anywhere in the UK, being able to teach from afar but do what I love and also know that I'm doing it authentically is just amazing basically so um yeah I think that covers it I'm not (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think it does and it is it's just amazing that I sometimes feel like I have to kind of pinch myself and think is this real life like we're doing for our job what we love Mm. And so many people are stuck in the mindset of doing jobs that they think they should be doing. You know, you should have a proper job. You should be, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, that's the only kind of way to go. And, you know, you're going to work in this job that you don't love until you retire. And then then you'll start living your life. Then you'll be happy. But really, Mm. will you be because you've just wasted like so much of your life? So you know, if there's something that you, you really love, like you can, you can make it into a career. There's going to be a way. Yeah, totally. And like, that's, that's something that really resonated with me in terms of like, when you're saying, oh, when this happens, then I'll be happy. So I'm obviously with, you know, what I went through and, and going through my illness, there was a lot of, oh, if I, you know, it wasn't so much about how I looked after that that long because it it Mm -hmm. kind of just become ingrained in me um but there was always this oh if I get to this I'll be then I'll be happy and you see it so much in diet culture these days you know you see I I see it on the on the tv all the time oh well Lisa lost five pounds and now she's so confident and it's like no you need (laughs) to learn (laughs) like it seems there isn't a magic pill to suddenly make you confident that isn't the ultimate sprinkle to put in your tea that will make you skinny like this is this is I, okay I'm, I'm <laughs> but this is one of my things like I just I'm so anti-diet it's unreal I, I I understand everybody's got their own journeys and I you know I will support those decisions that people want to make but it's the company the companies that are feeding and making billions of pounds and dollars off, you know, vulnerable consumers who have had society tell us that we need to look a certain way for all of our lives. Um, and so that's, that's kind of one of my other voices, I guess. So you've got the Pilates teacher and you've got the uh, anti-diet terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. I've done every diet under the sun. <laughs> in the past um so one of my other questions for right you you answered one of my questions during the first question so I'll just not do that one um one thing I was going to say to you actually do you think you would ever go back to acting is it still a passion 
somebody asked me that the other day and I find it really difficult to to think about really like well not to answer I guess because I it was my it was what I thought I was here to do yeah um but I think there was so many negative experiences that came with it in terms of you know it's it's a hard industry you know mm-hmm. it's not an easy thing to get into drama school's expensive like really expensive you could easily have a deposit on a house with the money you'd pay to go to drama school um so i don't think i'd ever look to do it professionally again because yeah. i think part of why i loved acting so much was because i could escape from who i was and because i didn't really want to be me okay and now i'm i'm pretty happy with who i am i don't feel the need to play a part anymore so um i still have a passion for it you know if you take me to a musical i'll probably cry yeah (laughs) that's probably what i'll do but you know uh, now I know what makes me happy and yeah. I've got this amazing opportunity in front of me. So I'm never going to say never, you know, I might, might go into something like amateur one day, but I'm not in any hurry. Yeah. Cool. Um, one other question was, if you could describe your dream day, what would it be? Oh, I like that question. Can I, do I have my dream home? You can have anything you want, like describe from like what you would be doing in your dream day, where you would be, what you would have, your ultimate right. day. Oh. <laughs> Ellen. <laughs> um, so I'd wake up, obviously, feeling really refreshed because I've had a good, you know, seven hours sleep. Um, and I'd look over and obviously Alan would be next to me got to I've got to add him in he'll kill me if not um and then I'll go downstairs to make a hot drink and as I look outside I see uh, my little little flock of sheep are outside because I live in a beautiful little cottage with a, not not like huge cottage but little cottage with acres of land with a separate pilates studio and um, I would go outside after making my hot drink, go and sit outside with it. And my two dogs would come up and sit by me and we'd just relax and listen to the sheep <laughs> barring and listen to the nature. Uh, and then I'd log in. I'd talk to the tribe, um, go to the studio, my, my studio, which is only a little bit away from my house. And... Uh, record next month's workout and then I'd have a couple of clients come for some classes um make a good oh, I've forgotten to eat breakfast oh well just assume I've eaten <laughs> <laughs> and lunch, gone past lunch as well um, and then I would uh cook a nice meal for Alan for when he gets home and we'd sit and chat and watch tv and then go to sleep cool and chunk and muffin would be there as well my cats would be there still of they'd course. still be around but the dogs <laughs> would be there and the sheep 
<clears throat> yeah. Oh, and the chickens will have chickens too. Oh, what about the donkey? Mm. Did you not see Maybe a little her. mini donkey? Who said who told? Maybe that, that was somebody me. else. That wasn't me. Okay, that wasn't you. <laughs> somebody <laughs> was talking about a donkey. <laughs> I wouldn't mind an alpaca or two. Yeah, they're cool. They Basically, cool. my dream day would be pretty normal, <laughs> just with lots of animals. <laughs> Same. Give me all. And the animals. fact that I said me and Alan would sit and chat while we ate dinner. <laughs> That is a dream day because Alan. Amen. Hi. And one more thing I was going to ask you was, what is the funniest thing that has ever happened to you? Oh God! <laughs> or what you can just think of? Literally, don't know. <laughs> I'm generally really funny, so the fun follows me. <laughs> There's just too much to think There's of. There's just so much fun to think about. You are quite funny. I, like, I'm kidding. I don't actually think I'm really funny. But, um, I think you are, though. <laughs> I think maybe funny, embarrassing thing that's ever happened was probably when I farted in front of the whole school when I was in school. And we were, we were singing a... Um, we were singing... Like we we went to one of those schools where we sung hymns and we had this guy coming oh, yeah. singing hymns and um this whole like every, every my friend was making me laugh because he was probably like changing a word to guff or something similar <laughs> and um so I was giggling away and then it all went quiet and then when it went quiet I farted really loudly and everybody looked at me and I tried to I tried to blame on the girl next to me and it just didn't work and everybody was just laughing so I was known as the girl that farted for quite a while <laughs> in primary school but it didn't oh. matter because I played football with the boys so it was like yeah, yeah I don't care but yeah that's probably, yeah, probably the most <laughs> embarrassing slash funny thing everyone else found it funny <laughs> oh yeah I can laugh about it now, but I've got, there's one girl that I see every now and then from my primary school and she'll always bring up, bring it up. Remember this time you farted in assembly? Yeah. <laughs> Never forget. Yeah. All right. Is my grilling over? Your grilling is over for now. <laughs> okay, perfect. Right. Well, Sam, I feel like I need like a theme tune for this, but... <clears throat> don't know maybe we'll think about that another day yeah i've got a game for you okay and this game might appear a couple of times over the podcast but you are going to be the first and foremost player of this game i love a game drum roll (laughs) Uh, so the game is called health hacks or just crap (laughs) love it (laughs) so what is going to happen is I'm going to read you um, a statement about, you know, a health hack. Uh-huh. And you have to decide whether it's true or if it's false and it's just crap. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you ready for it? I'm ready. Okay. Right. So statement number one, new shoes such as high heels can help improve your sex life, which helps reduce stress levels and is linked to orgasm. I'm going to say that is a health hack. 
even though I mean it's not for me <laughs> I never feel like new shoes helps with that but yeah health hack ding 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 yes Yay. that is right <laughs> right <laughs> statement two chewing mint flavored gum can stop you feeling tired no I think that's just crap I don't uh, oh no, no it's a health real. hack is it yeah by the way, these are like Googled, so yeah. if people if people comment saying that to me, that's not true. I just blame Blame Google. Blame Google. Okay. So statement three. A German company is using bottled farts to distill into health enriched aromatherapy oils. You definitely made that one up. That. <laughs> <laughs> that could not be true. That is it just crap. Yeah. <laughs> it totally sounds like an Emily just crapper. <laughs> it's a just crapper. <laughs> it's a just crapper. <laughs> I almost didn't make it through without laughing, I must say. <laughs> this is my humour. <laughs> Oh dear. Okay, right. Next one? <laughs> yes, ready. Ready. Okay. Statement four. Peanut butter is a great substitute for shaving cream. Surely not. Peanut butter. No, that's... I feel like this is going to be one of those trick ones. Gotta just, have an answer, Sam. Just, just crap. Nope. That is wrong. It's That's true. A it's oh a God. health hack. Why would you waste to... that on your legs? <laughs> well, I know. Apparently it helps to um, moisturize your skin. Oh. I mean, I'm not going to be trying it anytime soon. I use coconut oil. Yeah, less sticky. Yeah, I like Peanut butter, I'd imagine. Is... Have you ever eaten a like peanut butter sandwich? With I actually, I hate peanut butter. I know, yeah, it's a scandal. People think it's weird, but I really hate it. No, I'm, 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 have to be in the mood. We used to have to eat peanut butter sandwiches in um, day treatment when I was poorly. So I always remind, oh, always oh, remind. No. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> no, not a fan. <laughs> okay, ready? Yeah. So statement five: eating your own scabs can help to boost the immune system. Oh. I think that's going to be a health hack. Even no, no, actually, wait. <laughs> health. You can't look I at my face and decide. Your face looks very poker faced. Oh, thanks. My acting. <laughs> it, you know. <laughs> um, eating. Oh, I think that is that can't be true. Just crap. I'm going to say just crap. Yeah, that is just crap. Well done. <laughs> Although you need, I nearly got you with that one. I know. I was like, mm. <laughs> yuck. Statement six. Swearing out loud when you get hurt helps to reduce pain. Health hack. <laughs> that is a health like, hack. I feel like it would be. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't know why, but it must be. I definitely do that. I did I did read up on why, but I've forgotten. <laughs> <sighs> right, final statement for you. 
okay. to decide if it's health hack or just crap. Placing your feet in a bowl of cotton wool can help to reduce stress. No, I don't think that's true. Why would that help? I can't think why that would help. My sister-in-law has an absolute fear of cotton wool, so that would be her idea of hell. <laughs> she could be so much less stressed. <laughs> yeah, I think she would take the stress. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say just crap. Yeah, that is just crap. <laughs> There were similar ones out there about health, like close to health hacks, like putting your feet in like warm water can help reduce stress and stuff. And I was like, what would be the last thing I'd want to put my feet in? And I was like, hmm, bottom wall. Well, oh, that, is, that is your health hack or just crap game done, Sam. I feel like I won. I only got a few wrong, didn't I? Yeah, I think you won. I didn't really keep score. Um, yeah. But yeah, everyone's a winner here. So well done. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I need to make them a little bit harder next time, don't I? I know. I think, yeah, because some of them I was like, def- Emily's definitely made that one up. <laughs> yeah, but maybe that's because you know me. When we have guests, yeah. they, they won't be as uh, Emily savvy. That is true. No. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> well, my game that I've got for you is a quick fire round, which oh, I love because you just have to answer so spontaneously and We'll get to know you on a deeper uh, level. This could be really <laughs> damaging. <laughs> <clears throat> um, okay, so there's 10 questions, so we'll go through them really, really fast. Okay. So number one, what animal would you be and why? Cat, because they're lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Name three things on your bucket list. Uh, uh, going to Hawaii. I've done loads on my bucket list. Ah. You must have more. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Oh, speaking at like a big event, like doing like a speaking event. Yeah. Um, and does like getting a dog count? Yes. Okay, yeah, that's on my bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Pistachio. Ah. I've never had that before. Especially <laughs> from Italy. <Mm-mm>. <laughs> what is your weirdest habit? Oh, I was worried you were going to ask me this. <laughs> I've got so many weird habits, seriously. I no, could pick one that's less weird, but I'm going to pick one that is weird just because, you know, people need to know the real me. Well, it needs um, to be your weirdest. So. Yeah, I think this is my weirdest, to be honest. Um, I've got, like, a real obsession with, like, plucking my hair out. Like Your hair on your head? No, on my body. Oh. Yeah. Like, it's really bad. I do like to David's beard if I feel yeah. like a white hair I'm like a pluck it out yeah no I'm like legs bikini oh, line know. oh yeah I'm, I'm just it's really it's really distracting because like you go to the loo and you're like oh hang on there's a hair there I'm gonna grab it <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah, moving on moving on so favorite movie ever Oh, Bridget Jones Diary. Classic. Yeah. Biggest fear? Oh, uh, I think being left alone. Like, not just for, like, five hours. I can deal with that. I can deal with that. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> Forever. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't freak out if Alan's like, I'm just going to the shop. <laughs> but, yeah, like, being, being the last one alive, because I probably will go mental. <laughs> Mentor. <laughs> yeah, more mental. Favorite book? 
do you know what actually i really love um there's a book called the bloody chamber by angela carter and it, i did it for as level english literature and it's so screwed up it's like gothic like the fairy tales turned into like gothic type thing so there's like yeah it's really dark and like bloody and gory but that it's a really good book of like short stories <laughs> It's a curveball. I told you this is dangerous. <laughs> um, okay, if you could only live off one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Porridge. Cool. Uh, actually, wait, if it's plain porridge, no. Is it allowed to be a combination of foods or is it just one? Oh, well, yeah, it could be a meal. Like a one meal. Live off, yeah. Okay, yeah, protein porridge with honey and walnuts. Um, what would you do if you didn't have to work tomorrow? What would you do tomorrow? That would be really fun. Do you know what they have actually in Cheltenham at the moment that I really wanted to do? They've got oh, wow. like a trapeze <gasps> set up oh. that you can go and you can learn like beginner trapeze on. That would be so much fun. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Especially since The Greatest Showman came out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> get me a bit of Zac Efron, I'll get right up on that trapeze. <laughs> um, a little bonus question here. Who's your favourite celebrity crush? <laughs> Zac Efron. <laughs> <laughs> and final right. question describe yourself in three words uh mad <laughs> slash mental uh i think kind hopefully and yeah. honest cool. to a fault yeah. i think we've just discovered <laughs> <laughs> possibly and that's your quick fire round i think oh, we know okay, you read again yes <laughs> right so that is the end of our podcast episode right. one we've done well i think yes we we got through it nobody cried <laughs> <laughs> and yeah we look forward to we'll be getting guests on to interview and yeah, we're really excited for this podcast journey we're starting. So if you want to hear more, make sure that you give us five-star review and like and comment and share. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Bye. Bye.